Securities and investment advisory services offered through Next Financial Group, member FINRA SIPC. Sierra Ridge Wealth Management is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is a price-weighted index of 30 actively traded blue-chip stocks. The S&P 500 is a market-cap-weighted index composed of the common stocks of 500 leading companies in leading industries of the U.S. economy. This material is not intended as an offer or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security or other financial instrument. Past performance does not guarantee future performance. All the views expressed are those of Hunter and not those of Sierra Ridge Wealth Management or Next Financial Group. Next does not provide tax or legal advice. to the Wealth Accelerator Podcast. Hunter Lowry here. I'm a financial advisor and my goal is to help you to create a family legacy, not just short-term wealth. Okay guys, so last episode we talked about the Secure Act 2.0 and the changes that it make to, made to required minimum distributions and, and what that might mean for uh, your personal portfolio. But the Secure Act 2.0, it also changed the college planning space. So when I'm doing financial planning with clients, the topic of college planning, it comes up extremely often. How much do I need to start saving for my kids to go to college debt-free? What type of accounts are best for college planning? What if my kids don't want to go to college? Then what type of accounts should I use? I mean, there's really a ton to consider. And there's some recent laws that have thrown a curveball into the landscape in a good way, actually. So curveball might be the wrong word here. But uh, the first thing that I always tell clients about college planning, number one, put the mask on yourself before your kids. Now, again, that's going to totally depend on everybody's current situation, but when you're flying in an airplane and they uh, are, are going over the safety protocol before you take off, they always say, okay, in an event of uh, last, or loss of cabin pressure, there's going to be the little orange things that come from the ceiling. Please place over your nose and mask on yourself before helping or assisting those in need or well, whatever they say, you know. Um, and basically, moral of the story is you have to help yourself before you can help those that are in need. And it's the same with your own personal financial planning. We do not want to put the cart in front of the horse in terms of taking away and robbing from your future retirement goals in order to set up your kids correctly for college. Because by doing so, if we're not taking care of your retirement planning first, then your children are just going to end up taking care of you later on in life anyways, and we're just deferring the inevitable there. So we want to make sure that your retirement goals are goals and needs are met before we start the college planning conversation. Now, that being said, once we dive into the world of college planning and the type of accounts and everything, there's really only one question that we need to answer. And that is, do you want this money that you're setting aside for them to be earmarked specifically only for college, without a doubt, for college? And honestly, nowadays with the trades being so lucrative, college being so expensive, and the four-year degree arguably losing effectiveness in certain industries, there are a ton of parents that say, Hunter, I don't really wanna lock the money away only for school. Uh, maybe they might use it for school, but what if they want to start a business? What if they want to buy a car? What if they can use it as a down payment on a home? Uh, I, I mean, I really don't know. My child's only two years old. How can I tell that they're going to go to college, you know, 16 years from now? I really want to be able to give them some more flexibility. Perfect. So that takes me right to a UTMA account. And a UTMA account is a uniform transfer to minors account where basically we have the parent as the custodian of the account. They own the account. 
but the account is for the benefit of the child. Now, depending on the age of majority within the state that you're in, the child will be legally entitled to that money once they hit that age. But let's say um, you know the age of majority is 21 years old. You as the parent are the owner and custodian of the account until your child reaches age 21, at which point they can take over the account and do whatever they want with it. Now, during that time, even before they reach age 21 or the age of majority, whatever that is, again, in your particular area, uh, you can use the money for the children in any manner that is necessary for them. You could not take it out to take yourself on vacation, but if the child needed something, um, if it was for their benefit, you could always pull the money out at any point in time or continue to let it grow. So the upside of a UTMA account is again the flexibility, they can use it for anything in the world. The downside is it does not grow 100% tax free like the 529 does for certain expenses. <laughs> That's the kicker. But again, the UTMA, it's ca it's taxed at kitty tax rate, which don't quote me on these numbers. I'm sorry, I, I maybe I should have had these memorized before we started this episode, but uh, we're just rocking and rolling with it. So uh, the kitty tax rules, basically, it's somewhere around the ballpark of the first uh, $1,200 of income coming off of the investments is taxed at a 0% tax rate. The following $1,200 is taxed at a 10% rate, and then anything above that is taxed at the parent's uh, marginal income rate. So basically, if the amount of the account is starting to earn over $2,400 um, within that account, then it's going to start being taxed at the parent's rate. Again, my numbers might be a tick off there. I know that they change year to year, but that's the gist of what the kitty tax rules are with a UTMA. Um, versus with a 529 account or a potentially a Coverdell account, you know, accounts that are earmarked for college, they're go going to grow 100% tax-free if and only if used for qualified education expenses. So if you do not use them for qualified education expenses, you're going to be paying uh, income tax on that money as well as a 10% penalty. So it's really, really been a, uh, a concern for parents of, okay, again, what if my children don't go to college? What if I have too much money in this account and they don't need it all? How am I gonna get that money out of the account without getting just smoked in taxes and penalties? And rightfully so, that's a valid concern. I mean, again, the whole goal of financial planning is to create your wealth and not have to pay everything back in taxes. We wanna be disciplined and smart and understand the tax consequences of everything that we're doing. So prior to the SECURE Act 2.0 coming out, the money in 529s, it could be moved over to other relatives. Um, you know, there was a bunch of different people that you could send it to uh, and, and basically, continue that tax-free growth still for the qualified expenses but you know Johnny's little sister could use it if Johnny uh, got a full-ride scholarship and didn't need the money but again it was still earmarked for school and that's it now with the secure act 2.0 there, there's a really big change here I honestly think it was a really good move and it makes the 529 seem much more attractive than it used to be but you're now allowed to take 529 dollars and you can transfer them over into a Roth IRA that's going to allow the money to continue to grow tax-free. It's just changing the earmarking from only school to now we can use it for retirement. And that's gonna start being allowed in 2024, but what's the catch? There's always a catch. Yes, there's catches here. <laughs> you cannot roll over more than the current year Roth contribution limit. So for instance, during 2023, you can put $6,500 in a Roth IRA, then you can only roll over $6,500 from your 529 into a Roth IRA. 
You also cannot roll over anything more than $35,000 total in the beneficiary's lifetime. So if your 529 has $100,000 left over after all your kids went to school, we can only take $35,000 of that to roll it over in total. The remaining 65, you know, now we're looking at potential penalties and, and paying ordinary income tax on that and all this sorts of stuff. But um, you also cannot roll over any contributions or earnings from the last five years. And the 529 has to be open for at least 15 years before you can change it to a Roth IRA. So again, it made it a little bit more flexible here. It's definitely incentivizing people to start using the college accounts more, but it is, as you can tell, a lot of uh, boxes to check to make sure that this is something that you can do. So I'm still a little bit in the camp of using UTMAs, again, unless a parent is so specific that they only want that money for college, then of course, using a 529 or a Coverdell makes much more sense. But if you are up in the air at all, and you have the thoughts of, oh, maybe my child won't go to college, I'd rather them be able to have more flexibility with it, I would then lean towards the UTMAs um, and take on that little bit of kitty tax uh, during with that account and allow them to have the flexibility to use it for what they want rather than only for school. So just something to keep in mind, again, it's not like you have to memorize all these numbers, but um, can always add some more tools to your tool belt and just have a, a good understanding of the new laws and everything that's going on because it does affect you. So there are things that if you don't have somebody helping you with, if you don't have a financial advisor in your corner, then you are gonna wanna make sure that you're keeping up with these laws so that you can potentially minimize the penalties and taxes that you're paying on certain accounts um, if it does make sense in your situation. So with that guys, if I can ever help, if you ever want to talk about your financial goals and talking about creating a plan on how to reach those goals while taking on the least amount of risk, I would love to chat. You can always book a discovery call one-on-one -on -one with myself at hunterlowry.com. I'm always happy to chat with you guys. Okay guys, with that, it's a great day to have a great day everybody. Take care.